Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord our God, it is good that we are here. We thank you for this opportunity to come together as your sons and daughters. It's good that we are here to be in your presence. It's good to be here together as we draw ever closer to you. As you draw us ever closer, may we be receptive to your grace, trusting in you always. For we are your children, and so we can pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I was with the college students yesterday, and uh, we were talking about praying with the book of Exodus, which this group was going through, and how I've gone through it, I don't know how many times, but many times, and I talked about this stretch being a little bit lean, and one of the college kids had a darn good question. He said, Father, how do you keep reading the same thing? over and over? How do you pray with something that you're familiar with and it's just not old? I mean, everything's new to his college student. It's like his whole life is just like everything's new. But I, I don't know that I answered it well, but now I've had a full day to ponder. Um, and so I think it's good for us all to... what I. What has since come to mind is John of the Cross, of, of Jesus, that endless mine that you can continue to dig and dig, and you'll never exhaust what it is that, that he's leading us into. Um, what I tried to express yesterday was, whether you've got that image or not, like this is not so much us figuring out or knowing a story with our heads, but it's experiencing something with our hearts and ultimately responding to him. Um, that, that's what all of this is for, what all of this is about, what, why we're even having the, this prayer program is to, to give him space to, to work. And so that's the other thing. If you don't know St. John of the Cross, this, this uh, great Carmelite mystic, who is probably his most famous quote is nothing. <laughs> nada, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Which doesn't sound very positive, does it? <laughs> but what is it all about? But making space. Um, the image that I like to use is the the landing pad for the helicopter. If, if the Lord is the one who's coming to us, who wants to bring us what it is that we need into our life, then nothing, it's not that the stuff is bad, but <clears throat> if you've got a bunch of big trees and rocks, and what, those are great things, but they're, those are not what you want when the landing pad is coming, when the helicopter is coming to us to carve out space. Um, just on Sunday, I just had a 
just one of those days with the two masses, two different confession times, two different classes. Uh, and I realized at some point in the afternoon that my normal time slot for my prayer wasn't going to happen. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me before. I just was getting oh, a little frustrated and frantic. And, and then at one of the places where I was hearing confessions, there weren't that many people that were there. And I was frustrated at that. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there in the confession, like, why did I come? I could be praying. And I did, why? And then I'm, as, I'm, <laughs> as I'm sitting in there, like, or you could pray now. <laughs> nada, nada, nada. Um, wasting time. With wasting time, with, yeah, wasting time with Jesus. I, I want to start with today is back to the helicopter, sort of the, the 30,000 foot view. Um, you've come to a Lenten Lenten program, um, so it gives me license to, to preach to you just a, a little bit. And I think uh, I, I, we all know the story, but every once in a while it's good to, to step back and, and, I don't know, hear it again as if for the first time about why there's something rather than nothing and why there's such a mess in the world and what what God's doing about it and what our response is supposed to be. Um, that we're in this because he, he has chosen to create. That he didn't have to do any of it. That he, this pure act of, of charity that the Lord has given to us, given to anything, that there, that there is something rather than nothing because God is, is love and he chose to to create, but that sin entered into the world the, through envy, through pride. Sin came into the world and through the evil one, through the, the temptation, through the fall of those first, our first parents. And it's been a, there's been a mess in the world since then that I think so often we cannot undermine by just talking in church terms, but... Um, Father John Ricardo uh, knows with the, is familiar with has, has uh, been <clears throat> gave a powerful image to me when he he talked about human trafficking and how that's probably a good image of sin of just the the human person being being trapped being kept away from goodness being whatever the, the sin is, whether it's habitual or otherwise, just being locked up, held captive, chained. And then in that captivity, the door opens and a hand reaches out and touches your shoulder and you know that's going to be a bad thing because that's what happens. Until you see his face and realize that this person that's now touching you is doing so with love and is coming into this awfulness that we are experiencing so that we can enter the, something else. In fact, that as he stands us up, right, he, and he, he set, cuts free our bonds, draws us out of that. Um, what, is, what does he do? What does God do in response? But he comes to set the captives free. 
as if to as if to walk us out of that room, but right past the one who held us bound in the first place. If that's our experience, if that if that is the human condition of the fall and and redemption, then we can ask ourselves what what would we do? How would we act with the man who freed us? What would, how would we trust him? What, what, would he, what would we trust him with? When we pray, this isn't this is, this is an opportunity to face him, to face the one who, who comes to us and comes to set us free and invites us to respond to that, that, that offering. Sometimes the 30,000 foot view is is a good view. But we don't... Hmm. Yeah, maybe just... Maybe just let's uh, stay with that for just a moment and invite him again in, in the quiets of our hearts. Lord, you know... You know what's uh, what our hearts are all about, what what's been heavy on them, and what's what the the dark corners of our lives are that maybe we've never never shared or so rarely like to to open up to. Lord, we invite you in and entrust all of us to you. Help us never leave you. Help us let always trust you. Amen. So. were together, we talked about a suggested passage to pray with. And what I'd like to do now is just to hear, as you were praying with Matthew 17, or maybe you were elsewhere, maybe you were with Luke 5, maybe we were with another, another passage, but I'm just going to stick with Matthew 17 right now. I'd like us to... Um, just share what what did pop up. And I've got a few more Bibles here. I see some of you have some with you. Would anyone like to? I would. Yeah. Well,
Um, yeah, there's that. So, all, all I want at this point for sharing, we don't, I know I dove really deep in there uh, from a 30,000 foot view, but what, as you were praying with these, with uh, whatever it was, there's transfiguration, um, Where was it speaking to them? John the Baptist. Um, thank you. Through eight. No one else raises uh, Nope, a little bit further. All the way through to nine. Um, I knew there was a weird little. Um, at least that's what we had for 17, one to nine. Yep. Um, it's true. Is there a, a word, what, what word, what phrase popped out to you? And when I, when I say that, I, I don't mean like turned neon. It's just that when, when, was there something that tugged at your heart that just said, oh, whether it was in a peaceful, joyful way or just like a, so that, that, that little, the little stone that gets stuck in your shoe and you're like, I don't want that in there. What, what's that all about? We don't have to do full disclosure uh, right now. It's just, what, what's that phrase? I've read this story many times. Right. And we probably all have. And um, I came away with two thoughts that I had never thought about when I read this. Okay. And the words were beautiful. Okay. And the other one was um, glory, God's glory just becoming so beautiful in the moment mm-hmm. and being shown. And I kind of put myself in first, I'm the disciples watching what's happened. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of put myself in what's Christ experiencing as part of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beauty and the glory. What a what a line or a phrase, or word that uh, that struck them. And you had something. Yeah, just I mean, just be with me, like because like Peter's saying, you know, it's good that we're here and we should build. You know, like I should build these these mm-hmm. things in, and Jesus is like, no, just be. And then the voice, you know. But I think. I guess it hit me because sometimes I can't be still and just appreciate the moment. Instead, I'm like trying to anticipate what someone might need. And so I'm busy anticipating and I miss the whole moment with them. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and so that's why that stood out to me. So it's good that we're here. And then, and then you know, like, no, don't build those tents. Don't build the booth. Don't build whatever. Just, just. Because he didn't want structures built. He just wanted them with him mm-hmm. to witness and to, to be present. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why the just be. It's like, no, don't build that. Mm-hmm. 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 What else popped out? 
what if it was a different passage? If it's a di- okay, so let's, thanks. Let's just stay with Matthew, with Matthew 17 for now. Um, we can hear. Anyone else have a, a word or a line? Um, listen to him. <laughs> Those are dangerous words to focus on. <laughs> Afraid, and Jesus touched them. Mm. Okay. bright cloud. That's not the way I usually describe clouds. No. I mean, sometimes you talk about seeing the sunshine through them, but I don't usually just say a cloud is bright. Mm -hmm. If you start to watch the sky, now that you've said that out loud, I think you may experience that. (laughs) Only because I I have learned that myself. Yeah. I mean, I do see clouds that are bright, but I always know it's something shining through so it's not like I don't. Usually, the clouds are dark and bringing something you don't want to see. Full of something. At least in my life, that's how they are. <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch. Elizabeth, you had something to share from another passage? Yes, it was the gospel on Thursday. Um, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. So it's Matthew 7, 7. And I just get thinking about what to seek, and to be directed to, you know, what to seek. Ask, seek and knock. When any of these, In, uh, are are coming up. Like what? Whether well, it's the, the the bright cloud. Um, whether I put in John, um, this is my beloved son. Um, that you know, just talk through a little bit of like, what. What am I feeling in the the midst of this? That, that for us to just to. To go back to it and to, to just be there um, is, is an important thing, but sometimes we're not ready for that. Sometimes we have to, like, we, okay, we're at the top of the mountain here, we're at the thing, there's something going on, there's voices, there's clouds, there's, um, so for us to acknowledge that this is hitting me, whether I'm 
reading the gospel of the day, or whether this is doing what Greece asked, whatever the situation is where we're at, what's, what's popping up? And whether there's a sense of peace around it as, as we're going through, it's his word, right? So he's, he's speaking to us. He's, it's etern- his eternal word. So it's as real to us as we're reading it as it was there on the, on the mountain, that he was there in the flesh. So that means he's speaking to you as, you, as you're praying with it. What, what's he doing in the midst of those moments? What are we feeling? And to, to acknowledge that, um, you know, when, when I allow myself to hear, this is my beloved son, not just as an observer, um, though that's a, that, that's a, that can be a, a powerful thing to realize, okay, the, who this Jesus is, that he is the only begotten Son of God, okay, I, but where my heart was going this week was I just really needed to hear that, that priority of, okay, yes, it, there's the objective data that Jesus dwelt a, a, on the face of the earth, um, 2,000 years ago and is the only begotten Son of the Father. But that belovedness that he, that he speaks, I could hear that um, not with my ears, but with, with my heart in a, in a real way to, to acknowledge that. So whatever the, the passages that we're, we're reflecting on, that's kind of, if we're doing this contemplative prayer, if we're, if we're doing this wasting time with, with Jesus, that's always got to be a first heart. Like, what, what's going to, what's popping? <laughs> uh, what, we're, to, so I so often, I think we all like to get ahead of ourselves, because I've got to, we're, we're expecting to have it all figured out, because we, we've been at this for a while. There's no, nobody in the room has, has, was just baptized last week, to my knowledge. So we're all like, um, we've been trying to be followers of the Lord. Yeah, we we know how this works. But to acknowledge, okay, Lord, this is hitting me. But but then what do you do with that? So if if he's the one who's, who's coming in, if he's the one who approaches us, then, then it's just a matter of our responding, right? It, it's, it, there's the, just as with any good conversation, the, the art of the conversation is, is for there to be a back and forth. And so for us to, okay, this, this just touched my heart. I don't just like when you've seen the, the, the lit up cloud and you're like, dang, that's beautiful. Um, the, okay, dang, there's something beautiful about that he touched them. Like, wow, what, what was that? I mean, just that 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 God came and 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 touched, but whatever it was for you, why why was that, uh, why was that a, a big thing that that to hear the goodness of of life that it is good that we are here, um, for us to acknowledge it and then for us to tell him, like it it like that touched me to to relate that back to the Lord, to God, to the, to the Holy Trinity, who, who is that communion of persons right from the beginning. There's the, 
a back and forth. Okay, so now it's, it's not just that it, it, there's something that's happened. Now we're acknowledging that. And then it's almost like a dance, right? There, there's something, then, then okay, well, then what, then what happens? Um, I've shared the story before of the, the blind priest who was a spiritual director at the, a retreat house down in Florida. Um, I don't remember his name, unfortunately, but um, he, it's a great story, so I just tell it, even though I don't remember all the details. He, he was blind, but he would go for a walk each day, which is a challenge, but he had been at this retreat house for a while, and he just felt like he knew his way around enough to, to cover the ground and make his way back. But one day he didn't. One day somehow something happened and he got off the, the path that he knew. And there on the, on the side of the road, he, he was a little scared. Uh, and what do you do in that situation when, when you're the spiritual director of a, of a retreat house? You, hopefully you're good enough to do what he did. And he said... I guess I should pray. <laughs> so, kind of, kind of like that's a good idea. Uh, and then I said, "Lord, I need help. I I don't know what to do." And it's an absurd story, but the, what he heard in some real way was, "Sit down in the road." I said, "Lord." Lord, surely not. That, that's <laughs> is there is there anybody else out there? Kind of <laughs> uh, moment. Uh, like, um, but the it was a very compelling you know, sit down in the road, and he did. And don't you know that the next car that approached was someone from the retreat house who saw him right away happily, stopped the car, put on the hazard lights, went around, Father, what are you doing? Please come with me, get in the, in the car. And as he did so, he got in, she started driving him there. Like, he just continued to be receptive to it. And he said, I think I've just found the answer. He said, the, the, the key to the spiritual life is put yourself in a position where you can be found. How does any of this work <laughs> but for us to put ourselves in a position where, where we can be found? Even when it seems like we're, when we're wasting time <laughs> with the Lord. Even when in the midst of this, I know where this goes. I, yes, I see the thing and I bring it to the Father. I've, I've related this, whatever the thing was that was tugging at our heart. Now, for us to be receptive, to, to re reflect on it, to put ourselves in a place where, okay, Lord, I, just like the kid who just did a, the project and brought it home to his parents, and like, we did the thing, and it's great. And some, so often the parents and their own brokenness are like, well, that's great, or we'll put it on the refrigerator, and the, but like God sees the thing that we do, and in that perfect parent who 
is not frazzled from a day at the office and having to prepare dinner and a, a sick spouse or whatever the other thing is, receives it perfectly and pours out that right praise, that, that right blessing on us. Do we receive it? Can we receive it? Can we, can we put ourselves in a spot where, where we can be found by him? So often, to, to do so is to um, you know, enter in more deeply into the scriptures, to, to imagine the scene, to, but it, it's never, uh, there's all these different techniques that we can do for prayer, but it's, it's not so much having the right technique, it's about, just any more than it's about a blind man like choosing the right car that's gonna come up <laughs> to him. It's, it's about, being, about being there and being, able to be found. And then everything else is just gravy. After that, it's our response. It's, it's chewing on it. It's, it's, maybe it's writing it down so that, not so that it's in the archives that they will be better for our canonization process, but so that we're able to, so that we're able to chew on it the next day as well, or maybe a, a couple of weeks later when, when things aren't firing the, the, as well for us to, to prepare ourselves for, for the next thing. This, is, this whole image is, um, no offense to anybody who's had a beautiful thing uh, here that I'm erasing now, but the, um, the whole method that we try to use here is, I sometimes call the, the pirate method, um, is just the R. <laughs> if, if you can remember pirates, this will, this will help you uh, on the whole, the whole thing. So, to acknowledge uh, what's going on in our, in our prayer life. Um, to acknowledge what's happening in our prayers. So what, what's popping? What, what, where's the, the thought, the feeling, the desire that, that stands out? What, what's happening? And then from there to relate it, to, to bring it to, to the Lord and say, this is what's going on. Because otherwise it's just navel-gazing. If it's just the thing that I'm doing, if I'm just like, oh, I had an interesting insight. Great. I mean, interesting insights are good. Like, the books are filled with, with them. But that's not prayer. That's writing. That's, uh, the, this is one of the tricks of, of journaling if, it, if it's just, uh, if it's, if it's just share, jotting down good thoughts. Sometimes people are writing out their conversation with the, with the Lord. But, um, yeah, so that, that's... To, re- to bring it to him, however, in whatever means we're, we're able to do so. And then, after that is to receive. This is where that position of receptivity, that putting ourselves in a spot where we can be found. And then finally,
back and forth, back and forth to, to respond. And this is good prayer is never is never solitary. It, it, good prayer is never, and by that I don't I don't mean that it can't be. The good Lord said that when you pray, go to your inner room and pray to your Father in secret. So it, it can be you're the only person in the room, but it's always good prayer. Always goes to the other, right? So um, the, our response, yes, to to God, but also our response it always leads to greater charity. Uh, I, the our prayer makes us better people. <laughs> so. Um, if you want a, a good litmus test of how your prayer is doing, uh, Galatians 5.22, right? This is from Monsignor Elmer. So, you know, it's good stuff. Monsignor Elmer was my spiritual director in seminary who was the perfect blend of Clint Eastwood, St. Francis of Assisi, and Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, I don't even know how that was all in one person, but he was super cool and super wise and super holy. Um, stormed the beaches of Normandy before um, he did it all. Um, if you want to know if your prayers work in Galatians 5.22, the fruits of the Spirit. Right. So as St. Paul relates those, the, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, gentleness, generosity, and self-control. The response, yes, is us in our prayer. Um, sometimes it's making a resolution. Um, sometimes it's it, it's um, singing, wrapping up our prayer time with a with a glory be or you know, Ignatius talks a, a lot about. Um, at the end of our prayer, speaking directly to each of the three, three persons of the Holy Trinity and, um, and to the Blessed Mother, uh, a great way to, to wrap up our prayer. But it never, it never just stays there. It, also, it always, when, when, we're, when the Holy Spirit is having its way with our hearts, it puts us in a spot where we're more able to respond to others as well. And it doesn't, the, the patience one is always the easy one to, to joke about because good prayer doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're going to be the most patient person. But it, it's going to mean that we're getting better. <laughs> um, so if, if we're not improving on the patience side, then maybe it's time to amp up the, uh, or redirect the, the, the prayer practice. Acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. Um, the, the pirate prayer but. Where does it start? Where does it start? It always starts with the work of the Lord. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the, yeah, the founder of the Jesuits, but also the, the author of the spiritual exercises, who just is really the, this, um, so important in my own um, spiritual life, the, in part because the North American martyrs inspired me when I was growing up and they were Jesuits and they were um, passing through Ticonderoga. The, um, but, and when they were in captivity, they, they were still doing the spiritual exercises. Uh, and, um, but largely they're, they're you know, great, great, great grandchildren in the spiritual life um, are, were the ones that helped me want to become a priest. 
to, to realize that there was a difference between um, just praying in isolation, but pray, praying in a way that was, was practical to uh, applied to, to my life. Um, anyways, Ignatius had so much to, to offer in a practical theology of how to, a lot of this stuff that Musen uh, comes from, from his writings. One of the clear things that he said, and I had to look it up to remember where it was, it's in the spiritual exercises number 75. It's like, how do you start your prayer? He says, pause for the length of an hour, Father. And be aware of the Lord smiling upon you. So often our prayer is what, it's often my prayer, I'm not going to, I shouldn't point fingers. So often, I, I got to do the thing. It's like, okay, it's time for morning prayer. We pray morning prayer. Um, Sarah, Paul, and I, um, sometimes Lisa's there, and sometimes we've got some others. Eight o'clock, we've got to do, okay. And so often I'm running in at the last minute, and the Lord opened my lips, and we sing the song, and we do the thing. Oh, yeah, but do I pause? Do I allow the, um, myself to acknowledge that the Lord is gazing at me with love. And all of this is a response. Yeah, but it, we're supposed to acknowledge what, what line or phrase is popping out. Great, that's good. The likelihood of that pop happening when we think we're the ones doing the heavy lifting in our prayer is slim to none. But when we realize, oh, wait, this is what you're doing in our lives, when you're the one who's leading this dance and taking it from there, oh, that makes all the difference in the world. He's looking at us with love. So, we respond. And I just like the way that the Ignatius gives a time bracket of the length of an hour father, in part because he knows that it's no good for us to be looking at our watches, and in part because he I didn't have a watch at the time, but it's just a good pious, <laughs> pious route to, to, to go. Uh, we all know about what that amount of time is. So, how about those Bibles? Um, I didn't mention back. Um, to, we've got Matthew 17 lit up there. Um, we're going to go through one more time. Just be attentive before we, we jump in. Maybe the, the length of an Our Father and just in the quiet of our hearts. Acknowledge the, the Lord is present here. Since, the, since his life is uh, that endless mind that can be retapped, I know uh, most of us shared a phrase that came up, but let's be attentive. What, tonight, what, what's the Lord want to speak to us? After six days, 
Jesus took Peter, James, and John and his brother, and John his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Lord God, touch our hearts, our minds, our whole beings. Help us acknowledge what it is that you're speaking to us this day, right from your inspired word. to you, whatever this is, whatever, whatever line, whatever word, whatever, whatever you have spoken to us, we're, we're your children. It doesn't matter if we've done the same little, prayed with the same line a hundred times, you still gaze at us with love. not a new insight from you. It's not a new insight for you. It's it's not about insights. It's about touching our hearts. What do you wish us to receive?
Lord God, help us respond. Help us to take this gift. Help us share it in our words and in our actions. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Pretty <clears throat> it's a cherished moment to be in quiet moment, um, quiet presence with others. So. Sorry to. I just want to thank you for honoring that. Um, would anybody be willing to to share with me and with us? Um, I'll walk you through, but don't want to be presumptuous that we're there yet, but, but did anyone, anyone feeling brave? Feeling brave? Okay. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. But, uh, so the line what is. What line? Is, yeah. Um, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. Mm. Phrase the thought that went through my head is fear God, for I am holy. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, I can recall the 
nervous now because <laughs> I was going back and forth. Okay, sure. Well, and, and, um, and you don't have to do. Then my and my ways are higher than your ways, and um, The first commandment came to mind. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. No, I, I, so the, by falling prostrate and being very much afraid. And the, and and the just, afraid part took me to fear the Lord your God. Sure. As a scripture phrase. Sure. And then from there, being holy. And my ways are higher than your ways and you can't always understand everything. Sure, sure, sure. And And what was it like relating that to to God? Well, when I mentioned to you before the beautiful and the glory, that was those two words were so powerful to me when I read it. Mm -hmm. And so to me, kind of the conversation that I had with God at during that moment was see how this can relate to my glory mm. that I am the one true God that I am mm -hmm. I will have no other gods before me and right before you asked me I was sitting there going okay is there a God in front of me that I'm not really aware of because sometimes we get so hooked into thinking we're doing the right thing mm. and so so I said a prayer if there is another God before me, please show me it mm. so that I can not have another God before me. You know? so, so that kind of was the way my thought process was. There's lots of thoughts there. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and when you're relating the, I mean, that, that awesome, the, the awesome glory and the, the, the transcendence of, of God, what were you feeling? an incredible amount of beauty and that also I was I had glory too because I'm in Christ as well mm -hmm. I, I guess is what I would share sure no, that, uh, even though I hadn't thought that to verbalize it till and just that, 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 that's, <laughs> that and that's, that's why I think just being able to say okay so what are these steps so as we're, as we're relating this they, that, that oh that's that's a lot there to realize that oh um, the the falling they're falling prostrate and being afraid and what what is that but what are we what are we feeling in the midst of it and what what are we offering so to be intentional about the Lord um, you know we don't have to have we don't have to have all the we don't have to be scripture scholars to to do the this program right so it, like okay what are what are you feeling in the midst of that? Um, and I think that was one of the, the beauties of doing the assignment earlier in the week. In other mm -hmm. words, I've read scripture before. I've right. read some scriptures multiple times. And this time what was different is there was the feeling attached. Mm. And I think that takes you to a whole different level to be with God. And it by you having given me that assignment, I was able to 
have a different experience with God that has become more conversational, which is something I have wanted for many weeks and months now to make it not just me with my list, <laughs> you know, or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, so this was, a, a, was a, to me, a real pivotal moment yeah. in my prayer um, to, f- to have that feeling attached. Because I never had. It was like I was reading words uh-huh. of Scripture. And I was, yes, I read the words to apply them to my life, like the Galatians verse. But I just had never really sat with God and said, okay, here's, here's what I'm experiencing right now. Where does that fit between us, you know? And then being quiet. I, I'm not very good at being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, to... For you to receive something from that, so you, that you're acknowledging these feelings, you're bringing them to the Lord, and it sounds like, it sounds like just you know, even though there's that that there's a fear component that I'm hearing in the beginning, it sounds like it was a positive experience too. Uh, so what was the, what, was there something that, I, maybe you've already sort of gone there, like and being I wasn't it. afraid. Yeah. The, just the scripture. Holy Spirit said to me, here's a scripture verse, and and then from there, that initiated the rest of the sequence of the conversation. So I was never afraid. Okay. But I think, having said that out loud, I, I, I would be afraid of God. I am afraid of God because He is so holy. Sure. You know. And fear of God is... Perceived wisdom. Right so yes, it's the wisdom, right. Exactly. So, exactly. That's all right. Um, yeah, no, thank you for, for sharing. Uh, I don't know if that worked out any way that you wanted it to work out. It's not my show. <laughs> it's not my show. Uh, the, um, put yourself up. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's the... The way that he, I mean, this is all about him working in your life, uh, in our lives, and that, that he does, that he cares enough to do so. Um, for the longest time, I was very leery of acknowledging a feeling in my, in my prayer life, just because it just seemed like irrational foolishness, uh, like, uh, that this whole like neck up world that I uh, had been living in as an engineering student and um, just um, yeah did not want to didn't want to go there um, and so it took a while to even be open to finally in the, the midst of um, some prayer um, and one of the priests I was working with so the, like okay so as you're praying with this what are you feeling? Like, I'm really not feeling anything. Is but and I don't. I wish I remember what the passage was, but I'm sure Jesus was there, and it was the thing, and it was I. I guess I, I well, I'm just confident about the whole thing. So okay, well, confidence is a is a feeling. So, oh shoot, okay, um, <laughs> and that was like just the the wedge that got in the door. Is like oh okay. It, uh, not that this is only exclusively feeling. Obviously, we don't check our brains at the door with with these prayer processes, but it is the the fact is that our hearts do matter, and that He does speak speak to us on on those levels. 
Yeah. I just want to thank you for sharing because that's like the same passage that stood out for me. Was it really? Yeah. And and I I mean like I went different places, but it was just really helpful hearing you share that. Yeah. And besides, I thought it was just really weird because it <laughs> stood out. But you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's where when, when we're praying with the scriptures, each time, like if we're letting if we're letting him lead, there's going to be sometimes it's you know unexpected passages that are that are going to be the thing that catches us, and it can even it can, that's part of the relation. <laughs> it's like, all right, Lord, that seems weird. Um, I don't know why <laughs> we're. They were falling prostrate on the, like, what? I don't want to go there. Like, that's, yeah. So, but I mean, like, and what you said before about, like, when we're in our prayer, always, like, acknowledging the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it just kind of, like, this this kind of just keyed in because, first of all, I mean, it's a totally different space, but I'm like, okay, are you trying to say that I need to be, like, you know, more reverent in some way like when I like that just take for granted you know that half a genuflect when I'm thinking I'm not really all that energetic or I've got too many heavy things in my hands and so I don't know I'm going to get back up surely he but, had that on the list he was like and then Anne I'm going to bring up that half genuflection that you did yeah. last week but you see it's even it's, I mean like it's funnier than that kind of because like in the fall on three consecutive Thursdays, I fell flat on my face out of the star, uh, out of the street. I mean, like once in Potsdam with Jill, it was her fault. Um, <laughs> and then <clears throat> she's already acknowledged that it's okay. Um, and then, like here in Canton, the following week, and I was feeling wonderful, and I was feeling really great, and I was like, you know, the world is terrific, and I'm just like better than ever. And so then I fell the first time. It, the next one, it was here in Canton at the strip mall. And it's like I'm laying flat on my face on the sidewalk. There was a, a man who um, saw me fall. I have no idea what his name is. But I, when I walked by, I saw that he was there. And I said hello. And then I took like four more steps and then went flying onto my face on the sidewalk. And he's like, ma'am, I'm coming. I'll be there just as soon as I can. But he's someone who had CP. And he's like, so then it's like I'm laying there. And I'm like, okay, I can't get up because he's coming to help me and I need to just stay here because I wanted to know how much I appreciate the fact that he would make that effort you know mm -hmm. so I'm laying there on the sidewalk and he's coming over and he's like I think I can help you I think I can help you and I'm thinking yeah I have no idea how to let someone help me get up you know <laughs> I'm like well if you stand right where you are and I can't get up then you can get someone, you know, you'll know, you'll know that you need to call somebody sure. extra to help. But so I just don't know how that would be helpful. So then the next, like, I think it was the next Thursday, but it might've been a few weeks between those, those two falls. And you know, like so I get up and I say I'm fine and stuff, but then I go into the hardware store there and then I come out and I'm like, blood dripping down my legs and things like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I did hurt myself. But um, like the next week I was walking my, son's dog and I'm as far away from my house as like from here to your house and so I'm almost home we had a great walk we walked a lot and it was just really good and I stumbled on the sidewalk again and when I did I like took all the skin off this finger from mm. here up 
and you know, and so I'm laying there and I'm like, okay. I didn't know how badly I was hurt. But someone someone came and she's like, I mean, I couldn't let go of the dog, it's a pit mix, and I didn't want to have any issues with him being loose. So, um, but, so uh, this woman who I think must have worked at SUNY Potsdam, it was a little after eight in the morning, on her way to work, all dressed up, but she, she gets out of her car and she said, first of all, is your dog friendly? And I'm like, yeah, and he just sat there and waited for me, you know. But she said, like, what can I do to help? So I had to ask her if she would hold his leash because I couldn't mm. hold the leash and get up. But anyway, it was just like, okay, one fall for the father, one for the son, and the spirit just took the skin off Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that must be how it was working, you know? I, I, I like, don't know that that's how it was working. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, let me get to your question about is there some other... God in front of you, and I'm like, oh yeah, I was feeling really great, like I was on top of the world, I was so fit, there was nothing else I needed in life, you know, everything, I like I was just on top of everything, and I think it's not bad to feel like that sometimes, but it is if you forget <laughs> that really, you know, God is, God is the one that keeps me upright. He's done a better job since then, too. <laughs> but no, I, I really think that it was somehow connected to just my total being totally oblivious to anything but me and how great I was at that moment, or those three moments. <laughs> I'm glad you're receptive to uh, to whatever whatever the phrase is uh, that's popping. That's that's great. Um, it is a very different place than where you were at, but, you know, but your question helped me just kind of see what might have been going on. How, just, a, a, and I know everyone had something that was going on, I don't want to cut anybody off, but I also know that um, we've got a few more practical things. I just wanted to hear how folks did just real basically on the the, the practical application, um, were, were we able to spend some time reading each, uh, praying with the scriptures each day? Was it a daily? Was it an almost daily? Was it a, is there room for improvement? Is the, um, uh, <laughs> um, what, what, is, what is working uh, as far as, does anyone have any tips? Um, well, I guess I do. Um, <laughs> as far as the, uh, for this to, um, to get the most out of, of this program, uh, just to, to have a time intentional for that. And I realize it doesn't always happen. Uh, so there are other things can happen that life, um, Oh, throws a wrench in the works sometimes, but for us to, to be able to carve out a time and a place, and uh, I think those of you that are are doing that well, it, hopefully it's across the board, um, but having a designate, you know, I'm very blessed to be able to pray in uh, before the Blessed Sacrament each day, uh, and I, I know that is, that's a, a luxury that not everyone can do though 
if you're able to, in order to, in part because the presence of our Eucharistic Lord there, um, body, blood, soul, and divinity um, before us, but also on a real practical note, there's not the distractions of your life <laughs> just sitting there, oh, well, once I wipe off the counter, once I put that thing away, once I do the thing, then, um, so, the, just, uh, but, you know, this is coming from the guy who was sitting there in the confessional who <laughs> adjusted where the fan was and where the, the chair was. Uh, a couple of things before, I say, okay, now, I guess there's nothing else to do. I guess I'll pray. Uh, <laughs> it was a boring confessional, but um, yeah, for, for us to have, um, for me, the four to six window is normally where I can find an extended period of, of prayer, something where it's regularly, uh, every day, um, in part because we're body and soul, and we become better at being receptive when it's not we're just fitting it in somewhere. Um, but also um, limiting those distractions uh, to whatever degree. If it is that we're praying with our phones, I think I mentioned last time, airplane mode is a, is a darn good thing. If you're, if you're looking for this, um, if you're looking at your phone for the Bible or whatever, um, ideally no screens at all. Um, and also another public service announcement of whenever we're dealing with, with prayer, um, confession is always a, a great asset in being able to be receptive when, when we're, when we're trying to get into a, a good routine on prayer. And I just don't feel like everything's firing on all cylinders more often than not. If I'm, uh, I've found that if I'm getting in my own way with sin, whether it's great or just you know a little the dust and whatnot of, of life that's on the windshield um, but ultimately is to to be to be listening and to be receptive um, one of my favorite lines when dealing with the the spiritual life is uh, Romans 8:26 of the the spirit himself uh, intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. Like there are the, some of the most profound prayers that we'll, we'll pray is just kind of moments that, that sigh, that, that breath, that ruha that we hear of in the, in the Old Testament, that breath that breathed over the waters that Jesus would breathe on the, on the apostles in the upper room. Sometimes that, that deep sigh that in some translations, that groan that comes from the depths of who we are, that's, that's real. Um, for next time, um, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I lost track of time. Um, for next time, um, just a little review of the, uh, what the plan is for the, the next, uh, next few weeks. Again, we're going to primarily focus you on the, the gospel passage for the, the coming Sunday. So this coming Sunday is John 4, uh, the Samaritan woman, which is one of the longest gospels in the whole, uh, the whole Sunday cycle. Um, John 4. No, I didn't write it down. Well, you'll figure it out. It's John 4. Um, 
And then the next three weeks, um, the 14th, the 21st, uh, that'll be the next week is the 14th, then the 21st. So we've got three more uh, today and two others on this cycle. And then the last week of March, so the 26th, 27th, and 28th, um, is going to be our parish mission. Uh, parish mission, parishes mission. Uh, so the three parishes, Potsim on Sunday, um, Colton on Monday, and then intentionally it was Canton on Tuesday, in part because we have the evening mass, um, but we're going to be finishing up a day of mercy. Um, it's going to be adoration through the day, um, confessions, but also uh, a mass homily. And so figure the practice of prayer, and hopefully it'll be in a much larger setting than just, uh, um, just us around the table. But again, for this, um, for this week, one of the tricks of the Samaritan woman is it's such a long passage. I really want to encourage you to stay focused on um, after you read it through once or twice, be intentional about what, what really is tugging at your heart and hone in on, on that. If it's each, if each day you're able to spend 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe it'll take you elsewhere um, on the second half of the week, but really try to stay with one, at least for a couple of days to do that repetition <coughs> by being able to go back a couple of times on really until you know he's done sharing with you, you've tapped into a little room of this mind and you're like, there's a lot here. It's okay to repeat with that. You don't have to impress God with new insights all the time. It's like he, he just wants you to, to share in, in what's going on. We ask our ladies intercession as we as we head out. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you very much for being here. You said pause for an hour. Yeah, I it was. You said pause for an hour, Father, and I can just say pause for an hour. The length of an hour. I'm scared, Joe. I have to go And then you can start praying after that. I was like, Father, we're late people. I'm starting a monastery. It's going to be great. And I'll sign up. I'm so glad to hear that, Patty. Thank you.